Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. I'm Austin Ward, joined by Spencer Holbrook. This is the Practice Report, brought to you by Buyers Auto, the tight ends, uh, we're next up in the spring update, talking uh, with the media on Wednesday morning after practice number six for the Buckeyes. Berm out uh, on the road uh, doing some recruiting reconnaissance. Uh, Tim May was cooking up another podcast for you coming out of Pro Day. So just Spencer and I diving into the tight end. So we'll just, you know, talk about it the way it always is. It's spring. They're going to throw the football to the tight end a lot, aren't they? Well, they have to because, you know, the tight end position is always – I'm going to be, be the berm role here. The tight end is always open. And yeah. so when you have a All-American candidate coming back and Jeremy Rucker and you have a bunch of guys who are in developmental spots, the tight end is going to be open. And so this, this is a big spring for those guys. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what they can do. We've talked about this uh, a number of times, Spencer, with you know, the Luke Farrell loss being maybe the most underrated big deal for the Buckeyes. I guess – how often he was on the field, how great he was as a blocker, what he could provide the few times that Ohio State did throw him the football, which it did for a, a pretty big touchdown in the Sugar Bowl against Clemson. You know, finding that second guy and and being able to do all of those things well, uh, well enough to, you know, become an NFL pick like Luke Farrell's about to be. Cade Stover's at the top of the list, but he's got plenty in company. Yeah, I think Joe Royer is another guy who who could be on a, on a trajectory. We talked to him about that today. He – was just like Jeremy Ruckert almost coming out of high school. Now he's starting to develop, starting to get into a little more of a blocking role. You got Mitch Rossi, who would prefer to be a fullback, but can block if you need a second. If you're running two tight ends, uh, you know, like Farrell and, and Ruckert did last year, if you need a second tight end to block, Mitch Rossi's an option. There, There's just a bunch of guys in this room. And then you got Sam Hart, who is a former wrestler, who Berm's really high on coming out of high school. You, you never know what he can do until you really get him in through the full spring session. So, there's a lot of guys, a lot of bodies, but it just comes down to who's going to be able to make plays, who's going to be able to execute the best. And I think that's going to be Kate Stover, and I know you do too. Yeah, it, it will be Kate Stover. I don't think there's any uh, real question about that in my mind. With what he can do, uh, proven as a, a threat with the football in his hands, playing running back in high school, hard hitter, what he did at linebacker, uh, the way he's played on special teams for Ohio State, seeks out contact. The, the guy is an absolute missile out there. He's not going to have any problem. Uh, handling the physical part of the game and uh, what Ohio State requires from tight ends in the blocking aspect. And he can definitely be a threat out of the backfield. Although, you know, Ohio State, even if they are throwing the tight ends more, they're not going to need that as much, I don't believe, from Cade Stover or Joe Royer, um, Mitch Rossi, anybody else that you throw in the mix because of what you have from Jeremy Ruckert, who he's going, he's taking his game to another level. We saw that last year, the flashes of what he could become. It's always, it's, it's never going to happen that he's going to catch 60 passes and he's not going to be used as frequently as Kyle Pitts may have been at Florida. That's just not the way Ohio State's offense works. Could he do that? Uh, would other schools maybe feature him more? Of course, but the way Ohio State's offense uh, operates best is not by uh, locking in and throwing the football a ton to the tight end. It's not a knock on Ruckert's ability, and he's, he's certainly accustomed to that. But there was a lot more conversation about expanding the route tree for him now, what does that translate to in terms of number of catches? 
maybe 25, maybe 30. I, I don't know. It could be higher than that, but I wouldn't get too carried away on that front. I really like when you asked him and said, do you have to see it to believe it? Because we're, we're of course, we're going to talk about if he's going to get more more balls. But I do think there's an aspect of once that route tree expands and and you get to those uh, you know second reads after your first wide receiver is not open, Jeremy Ruckert's going to be open a lot of the time. And that's not a, a, the joke about the tight end always being open. That's just a fact that he's so talented. He's so big. He's so strong. And you kind of just forget about him because in your scouting report, you've got Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. You've got the running backs. You've got whoever this quarterback is going to be. It's going to be a talented guy. You've got all this talent on the field. Oh, by the way, they're going to sneak a tight end down the seam. They're going to sneak a tight end out in the flat. Jeremy Ruckert is going to get his. I, I think that's more apparent than most years with the Ohio State tight ends. It's just what the volume is going to look like. I think that's the only question left. Well, it's sort of like he's the not-so-secret weapon. When you're talking about, you know, and, and I've I've spent a number of, of hours talking about Kevin Will talking to Kevin Wilson about the way he uses guys and this conversation about tight end usage and, and number of targets and all that and and it's about making a list of your top threats on offense and then working from there and look Jeremy Ruckert is the I think probably the best tight end returning in the country this year but when Ohio State is factoring in where the football is going to go on a given play you have. Chris Olave here. You have Garrett Wilson. You have deep shots to Jameson Williams. You've got Julian Fleming and Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's without factoring in what you want to do with the running game. Like that's what you're talking about, where guys sneak into the seam and you see that a couple times, and it it hurts teams because they're not ever, I don't think, going to key in on Jeremy Rucker to take him away the way he would at some other schools. That's sort of the way Ohio State prefers it, um, and that I, I get it. We've talked about this. Stony can. Stoney should be on here right now today just begging for them to be getting the football more and moving the chains. But Ohio State likes to take the big shots. They want the opportunity to, to score a touchdown on any given play. And I think Ruckert has some of that potential to stretch the field, but it's not quite the same as those other guys. And, and he's so important. Uh, what he and Luke Farrell did as that tandem blocking, I think back a number of times on Buckeye Q, especially when Luke Farrell did it, uh, with Stoney as well. We look back at those plays against Michigan State where they went with the 12 personnel, their side-by-side locked into the formation and collapsing aside, you know, letting Trey Sermon and Justin Fields run wild on that right side. Hey, that's extremely important to Ohio State's offense, and that's also what you're talking about with, is Kate Stover going to do that? I mean, even Corey Rao, the, the you know, graduate transfer walk-on, we saw a clip of him the other day hand in the dirt and out there being with one of the starters and doing some of that blocking. We know Mitch Rossi can handle that. That shouldn't be diminished. I I, I think that gets so caught up in in catches that it it overshadows the important work that those guys do for the running game. Well, you see other programs around the country, especially we always talk about tight end and now it comes to Kyle Pitts in Florida. He makes all those sexy plays and going up over the top of cornerbacks and linebackers and making them look silly. But then Jeremy Rucker makes an entire defensive line look silly, collapsing it down. Trey Sermon's off 65 yards for a touchdown. I think uh, Jeremy Rucker showed more in the run blocking game last year that we needed to see out of him than he did in the pass catching. We knew he could catch passes. He was the number one tight end in the country coming out of high school for a reason because he was a, a receiving threat. Now that he's completely uh, transformed his game to being a massive, he is massive, a, a running blocking threat. I think that opens up the offense in ways that him catching the ball doesn't even accomplish. And so I think that's where you'll see another level of him this year where normally he would, he and Luke Farrell would collapse down a defensive line. I think he may be able to do that and, and only need a little bit of help with that this year. It's also pretty fascinating to watch that development for Joe Royer. He obviously didn't get the freshman year 
that he envisioned. Kate Silver didn't get that transitional year the way he envisioned. We know all the complications. We don't have to rehash all that. But, you know, just listening to the way Joe Royer talked, it's like going through the Jeremy Ruckert process all over again. You and I both asked him about that. It's like, you know, here we go again with a guy who can split out, is a threat down. You know, that that helped him in the rankings. It's much easier to evaluate, you know, those tight ends when they catch the football. That's, you know, it's going to take years to become a really good blocker for most of these guys. Maybe maybe Sam Hart might be an exception there. We'll have to see how that plays out. But to really hold up uh, and be a point of attack blocker the way Ohio State requires, that's most freshmen are not able to do that. Even second year, that's harder. Jeremy Ruckert struggled with that. He'll tell you uh, how long it took him to get comfortable, what he had to eat, what he had to lift, what you know techniques he had to use. But now he's been through this exact same thing that Joe Royer's going through, and I, I think that'll be a real benefit. Yeah, I think when Joe Royer was talking about trying to take on Zach Harrison, you know, you're not going to see a Zach Harrison lined up for you every time you go out <laughs> on the field. But Big Ten defensive ends are not just going to say, "Oh, this guy's talented. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not try my best against him." So I think there is a level of, well, watch what Jeremy Ruckert did. Pull out that film that I'm sure they cut up of Ruck of Ruckert from two or three years ago, and say, "This is where you are. Look at where Jeremy Ruckert is now. This is where you need to get to." And I think that's going to help Joe Royer immensely. I I think that it can't be understated the development of Joe Royer hinges on the way Jeremy Ruckert developed. And and that blueprint is now being laid out for Joe Royer saying, this is what you have to do to be, you know, an all American candidate at tight end. And I think he, he has that ability, but it just comes down to if he's going to do it, it seems like he is going to do it. And it seems like he's gaining some confidence through this spring that he might not have had last year because of all those complications. And, and this may seem way in the weeds, but just the fact that Ohio state asked Corey Rao to participate in tight end media day, the fact that that one clip was out there, uh, maybe uh, uh, inadvertently posted, who, you know, who knows, but you saw him out there with the ones and blocking. And we saw Jake Houseman at pro day, just like, maybe, maybe it's the third tight end. Maybe it's the fourth tight end, but that dude is big. And he didn't really, you know, he didn't catch the football a lot at SMU. I think he finished his career there with six catches once upon a time, you know, he was a, a three-star recruit, which is nothing to really scoff at. It, it's hard to, to even reach that level even if that's not necessarily what Ohio State traditionally recruits. But the point is, he was identified as a talented player who could play at this level, at the Division I level. And now he's had four or five years to physically grow, plus you know, 12 months now with Mickey Marotti and a normal year to develop with Ohio State. Even if you just get another Jake Hausman, that's fine. That guy played a lot of snaps for Ohio State. He was a big physical blocker, could occasionally, you know, very rarely, uh, be somebody you could sneak out as a, a secret, secret, secret weapon for one play or two plays. But if all you get out of him, which he said, hey, he's a hand in the dirt tight end who's going to block. Okay, well, he's, he's what, 6'5", 250? Those guys don't grow on trees. And, and Kevin Wilson will put him on the field. We know that. Yeah, and if you line him up beside one of these massive uh, houses for tackles that Ohio State has, <laughs> and then you ask him to collapse the defensive line, that's exactly what they need out of one of these guys. And if Corey Rao can, can deliver that, there's no reason he can't get on the field. I think you might be on to something with him being there for media day and, and you seeing him in a clip on the field. He might be a guy that you, know, you just throw out there and say, hey, go block this defensive end, go collapse this defensive line, and, and he could be a weapon for Ohio State in a way that we won't ever talk about him, but I'm sure Kevin Wilson will give him some praise in the, in the uh, film room after games if he's able to do that. Yeah, still the potential for this to be one of the strongest units on the team, especially when you bring back the best tight end in America and Jeremy Ruckert. Uh, great to get some update on the progress there for the Ohio State 
tight ends on Wednesday after practice and then break it down on the practice report, which is, as always, brought to you by Buyers Auto. Looking for a new or used car, make sure that you use Buyers Auto. Uh, that's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. We're going to have full coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes all year and all through spring at LettermanRow.com. Stay with us. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.